Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Norbert and today I'm talking to Sean Copen. Hey Sean, great to have you here. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to talk with you about e-commerce. Let's give us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've been with uh, with my company right now, The Brick, for about five years. I've been in e-commerce for about five years now. Before that, uh, is an agency side, a lot of digital advertising, uh, content strategy, and content marketing. Spent a lot of my time trying to help customers do great things online. Uh, I really enjoy it. And outside of that, I'm kind of a kind of a geek when it comes to some gaming and some music and stuff like that. But for the most part, I seem to live at work these days. It feels like. <laughs> oh, great! Tell me a bit about your uh, your agency uh, time. Yeah, uh, I was a part of one of the first digital agencies in the city that you know I'm from here in Edmonton in Canada. And, you know, it's kind of a, a fun place to really start learning about technology and how to make great websites. Uh, I started up the content strategy and the search engine optimization department for that group as well. Uh, after being in sales for many years, uh, took that as far, as far as I wanted to and then was looking for bigger and better things and started playing around with, we you know, client side work. And that's how I ended up mm -hmm. with the brick. Yeah, great. And so, and so you started to get into e-commerce. Yeah, it was kind of by chance. I mean, I was looking for a yep. great opportunity to be in, in digital marketing. And I mean, this would, this opportunity popped up and the company took a bit of a chance on me. I didn't have a ton of experience in that space, just a lot on the digital side. Uh -huh. uh, paired, partnered up with some really good people that had operational and uh, sales experience here with where I'm at. And we were able to really get a lot of things accomplished. So it was a great opportunity and one that has taught me a lot. Uh -huh. And what, what, is, what is the brick doing? What are you selling? Yeah, we're the biggest home furnishing retailer in Canada. So we oh, are wow. all kinds of different types of furniture, appliances, electronics. Uh, we've been around for 50 years. This will be our 50th year this year. So that's really exciting for us. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're a pretty big player here in Canada. Oh, wow. And how is the online business working for you? So um, you said it's uh, since five years in the yeah. e-commerce e business. How, how, how furniture is, um, is it, is it something difficult in e-commerce to sell because of the transports or yeah, is yeah, it yeah. common already? It's, it's getting way more common. I would say I, I Canada lags behind some other countries when it comes to e-commerce penetration. So we're a bit slower on that front, but how much we've grown uh, really speaks to the, the more comfort customers are having with shopping for online product. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have a lot of stores. I mean, we have 200 stores across Canada. So people are yeah, using well. the website to be able to look at the product, go into a store, try the product, and then they can go at home and then buy it when they're comfortable. So we have that option. We're not a pure online organization. And there's a lot of challenges for companies that are like that. But, you know, like as an example, mattresses, we sell mattresses. There's a, a ton of online only mattress companies. Now customers are more and more comfortable to buy digital than they ever have been. And that's just going to continue to grow. Yeah, I've seen that you have six distribution centers and over 6,000 uh, employees. Yeah, we're a pretty big company. I mean, we, we wow. came from bricks and mortar. We started yeah. very small out, out uh, the west side of Canada and grew. 
as to the size that we are now. And having those distribution centers and that footprint gives us a big advantage against a lot of people that we compete with and that yeah. can get customer service easily. Our, our fulfillment is our team. It's our trucks. It's not somebody just dropping on your doorstep and running. We can actually you know, have a white glove delivery. There's a lot of things that we have advantages because of you know, the way we've built our company. Uh, and what's your e-commerce stack? We are running on uh, Shopify right now as uh, mm-hmm. our e-commerce engine, uh, which was something we changed to a couple of years ago after we ran into a lot of challenges, a scaling with our, our previous provider, which was a proprietary solution. And we started getting really big, really fast in terms of traffic and demand. And we found that that tool, though, it comes with its own challenges. Uh, it was able to keep up with the, the sheer volume of traffic and interest that we're driving right now. Mm-hmm. And what else do you use uh, around Shopify? So do you have any APIs utilized? Uh, do you get the orders somewhere to the distribution centers? How do you manage yeah. that automation all around? Yeah, a lot of that is custom made. And I wish it's yeah. easy to say we just plugged in this one tool and it magically works for us. You know, our company is unbelievably complicated. And it's, there's some old technologies we have on the ERP side that manage a lot of our, you know, our business intelligence, the fulfillment or inventory, customer order, uh, point of sale, all that stuff's based off some pretty old tools. And we've got very new tools on e-commerce. So we've had to make some really fancy plugins and APIs that actually be able to <laughs> pass that information without just crashing everybody's systems with the amount of calls we need to make. Yeah, I, I fully understand that. Are you still on an AS400 or? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't say for sure. I, I, it, we're going back into some areas that uh, aren't in my purview, but we're running yeah. on some pretty old pieces uh, on the business side of things for sure. And are you also selling on uh, pl- other platforms or pricing portals, marketplaces? No, we've looked at that a little bit. Uh, we've not gone down that path. I mean, there's stuff we've mulled over in the past. Should we be getting on and should Amazon be selling our product or putting it onto these other, other places? Uh, we found that to not necessarily provide the the opportunities we want. We've got great fulfillment. It doesn't give us too much more than we already have. And it also became very interesting for us very quickly to see other brands that have done that, find their products copied. And before you know it, they're no longer relevant to those resellers. So we've we've really wanted to capitalize on the values we provide from the brick. And a lot of that's not just the product. It's, it's the service, the fulfillment, the financing office we can have, delivery, fleet. There's a lot of things we can offer that we can't promise to a customer if we're going through a reseller of some sort. Yeah, I, this is something that I could fully understand, especially when I see this, the size of your company. Um, it, I, it doesn't make sense to be on a marketplace um, in, in, in that case um, because you, the, the customers know you anyway. Yeah, we've got a very strong brand identity and there's more interest actually right now as a business to expand our uh, footprint into other products, maybe outside of our background. We're doing a lot of exploration in, in B2C, what we can do around you know drop shipping and some of those models. There's a lot of brands that we work with that want to work with us for their extended assortments and that's where e-commerce becomes extremely powerful. You only fit so much product on a floor, uh, but on the website, it can go as far as you want. And so there's more interest in building out our brand reputation, getting more customers to come in uh, and see us as the place to go for the, all their home furnishing needs. Yeah. Um, you are on uh, Shopify Plus, I assume, right? No. Or Yeah. Yes. Thought that. Um, do, you, do you have any specific person in the team that is uh, focused on operations? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a very, a very important thing for me when I started in e-commerce that I had somebody with decades of experience in operations as part of my team with our company so we could really understand how to better integrate you know these fancy tools we're trying to make on our side to actually how the business operates and ultimately how the customer expects to be served by our brand i think that was something that was really important to us 
so I have somebody that's fully dedicated to operational support. And then we also have multiple people on the team with a lot of customer experience or mm-hmm. store side uh, experience so that they can help with any type of uh, conversations as we connect to the greater business. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing that um, your customers have a constant um, awesome experience across all your channels? So it's it's always difficult if you have local stores and an online store and you need to have the same or even a better experience online. Um, how, how, how do you manage that? Yeah, it's, it's actually a big, a big game of catch up. I mean, we've spent decades working on building a great customer experience in our stores with really knowledgeable sales teams, uh, service agents there to make sure that you're, you're taken care of. So the website, when I got here, I, I called it a vending machine. It's just where you go to you know, plug in your dollars and get a sofa. Didn't really do a lot more than that. So we've done a lot of work over the last few years to help yeah. customers through the buying journey. We've got a lot of promotions. How do you understand the promotion? How do you find the right product? How do you understand the value of what it is that you're buying? Uh, connecting the dots with uh, the different types of experiences we can provide online. Chat, something we've just started getting into and something that we're really going to be escalating next year to try and do a better job of. I think we offer some great expertise. People want to count on our brand and the people with our brand help give them advice on the right product when they're just not there to, to be that vending machine. So we're looking at ways to integrate this great store experience and tie it in with what we can do online to either you know, passive experiences of, of selection tools or, or co- great content or something more active like a, a chat or appointment generation where we can take that great knowledge base from our teams and connect it to an online customer. Mm-hmm. And... Um you you need to rely a lot on automation. So um, what role do you think um, is, is automation playing um, um, in, in terms of operations for e-commerce store owners? Yeah, it, automation is, uh, we wouldn't work without it. I'd have to have such a huge team. Uh, and I've got some sister companies that don't have the level of automation that we do. And I, I can have a sense of how big that would be if we weren't doing it. So that in order, like inventory management as an example is an unbelievably challenging aspect of our business. We have distribution centers, we have trucks that are, and we have trains, we have stuff on barges crossing the sea right now. All that stuff's connected in with availability dates uh, and best projections when somebody can get the product. So for somebody to be able to go to our website and say, hey, I can get the sofa in two weeks, it's not a guess. I mean, we have a ton of information to know where that product actually is and how long it would take to get to our location to get on a truck, to get to that customer and to have it on the doorstep when we say it will. And that is a a massive amount of automation required to be able to provide that level of experience. And and that's something that we think is an advantage of ours because we control so much of the the, the entire process from start to finish with the customers. We can give that certainty. It's not, hey, buy this and we'll try to get it to you in a month or something. We can actually provide a, a, a level of certainty around that. Uh, so the availability of product, where our trucks are, all that stuff is all automated in order to provide one simple date that somebody can pick on our website. That's pretty substantial. And obviously that gets into the system and then that also has to get processed and put into place so that somebody at a store level could serve that customer. And uh, something unique to our business is we don't, we don't have a call center for the e-com team. We're driving millions and millions and millions of dollars of sales online, but I don't have a team of 20 people sitting around phones helping customers. The stores are responsible for managing all of our, our customer sales. So those stores have to have access to the information to support that customer well. So there's so much automation in our business to make sure that the you know thousands and thousands of transactions we're doing every week just seem simple, and seamless and clean. There's yeah. just so much work that goes into making that happen. How did the uh, COVID uh, pandemic um, affect your e-com? 
Oh, well, it looked great for e-com. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, there's, I mean, a lot of people struggle through that time and I've, I've got a yeah. lot of compassion and sympathy for the individuals that were challenged. We were able to get our business set up as a, a, an essential service so that we could support people that needed appliances or, or things to sleep on, depending on what the circumstances were. And a lot of people weren't necessarily comfortable to go into stores. So mm-hmm. e-commerce saw a, a huge lift, like hundreds yes. and hundreds of percents lift. Uh, and we're actually still doing pretty good considering things have normalized a bit in Canada. We're still up quite considerably. So e-commerce you know, benefited, but I, I think the only reason it benefits is we set ourselves up to really help customers well. As an example, rather than just close all of our stores when we had to and, and lay everybody off, we actually took a lot of our really seasoned professionals at our store level and turned them into chat agents. And mm-hmm. so they could work with customers to better help them find the right product during times when there was lockdown. So it was great. forced us to be innovative very quickly. I think we probably could have done a better job and there's a lot of learnings from that. Uh, but I think as a company, we we did well. Uh, and even looking at this year when a lot of companies are struggling to get by, I mean, we've recovered all the sales we lost during that period uh, just by being a good, strong brand with good customer service. Cool. Um, do you do you use, because you mentioned chat, do, do you use chatbots as well? Or is this something that you're trying to implement? We're going to be trying to implement. It's a definite 2021, early 2021. We're looking at some new technologies for that. Yeah. And it's, It's difficult to express how much volume we get in customer service questions. I mean, you can call a store, you can email our service lines, you can chat with an agent, you can go on social media. There's so many different elements of which people can interact with us. So I really propose to the business this year to implement more sophisticated chat tools that include things like botting. There's a lot of questions that could be answers for customers as simple as, hey, what are your store hours or where's my, where's my order at? that shouldn't require taking somebody to be able to answer. Whereas we have other questions where somebody wants to know, hey, what's the right mattress for me? That yeah. can be a 12-minute conversation. We need to be able to use our time intelligently when it comes to these agents we have. If we want to you know, keep quality agents in there, not just have a bunch of you know, minimum wage people working chat that aren't going to be satisfied and providing a great experience. So it's a lot of, lot of automation we want to do in chat. Cool. Um, You said already chat will be a focus. So um, what else? What else is the focus for 2021, ending 2020, next year? What is the focus in terms of operations? What do you plan to do to, to make it better? Yeah, we had a, a few shortcomings we saw this year. COVID played into that as well. Like inventory was a really difficult thing for us to work through because a lot of our processing plants overseas were shut down or things weren't being transported. So a lot of customers are buying stuff, but getting them their product was a challenge. So then we might not be able to fix that. That just must be a reality of our lives. But how we communicate fulfillment more effectively, how do we help people understand the circumstances that they're in and provide more transparency to where their product is or that expectation? That's something we really want to work on so that we can get you know people happier about their purchase. They might hopefully at least understand, even if they have to wait longer, they're not going to be disappointed. Um, and then there's a lot we want to be able to do. Uh, around uh, B2C, as I mentioned, so we can get better integrations with some of our partners. We can go you know, straight to customer. That's a really big one for us. I could probably spend a couple of hours just talking about you know, that whole side of things. Uh, but the last one that's uh, something that's important to us as a business to be able to connect e-com and, uh, and stores better. So if I can see great product online, you know, can I pick it up today? If it's sitting in somebody's store, I should be able to buy that online and pick it up today. Like Those are simple things that we're just really trying to round on. But when we have really old systems on one side and really new systems on the other, being able to create some of those store to online integrations is an interesting challenge, but it's a huge opportunity for us with all these stores we have 
to be able to see that there's a TV on the floor right now that you can buy. Like, that doesn't seem, you can't see that as a customer online right now. You, you've got to have waiting days for that stuff. And so there's just missed opportunities and, and opportunities when you were talking about to wow our customers provide a good experience. And that's really, it is. it's just simplicity uh, and convenience. Uh, and then there's a lot of, you know, low-hanging fruit there for us to be able to go after. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> yeah, well, you seldom have time to go uh, after the low-hanging fruits. Um, there's so much work to do all around the day, so it seems to be very complicated uh, to get things done, really. so It can be. And I think that there's... The good thing about being in e-commerce, it's always evolving. Like, there's... I don't see any end to the work. My to-do list is massive. It's not getting yep. any smaller. So it makes me feel really great to be in the space that I'm in and working with a company that's, you know, passionately committed to growing that side of things. So I don't have to go and, you know, sell a lot of people on why we're doing and why it matters. Uh, it's made my job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, my last question for today. Um, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Yeah, when I saw that question there, I was thinking, there isn't somebody I can really put a name to, and it's, that's a bad thing, probably. I probably need more mentors in my life there, because where I came into this, there wasn't, there's not like somebody in e-commerce higher than me in this organization that's, you know, acting as a mentor to teach me about that stuff. But I have some really great people uh, within this organization that have been here for, you know, many, many years that taught me a lot about customer experience and operations. And, uh, and though that's not necessarily specifically in e-commerce, when you think about technology, There's a human side to what we're trying to do online as well. And so there's a lot of individuals within the group that I've been able to work with that gave me a far better appreciation of what that customer expects and, and how then we can use technology to, to fit inside of that. Um, so, you know, they, I could think of several names within this organization that have done that for me. And even though it's not specifically e-commerce, that's the best I can think of. But it just made me think, I got to find a couple of mentors, maybe an e-commerce side. Uh, probably, there's probably so much to learn that maybe I'm not capitalizing on right now. Yeah, don't worry. I had a lot of answers just telling me Google. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. It's, I have this problem. Okay, well, going, it's, I, I had written down that really the, the hallmark of our team is innovation. Like there's not... A company is not just got a blank check for e-com to go and buy whatever technology you want to hire, you know, a thousand people. You got to, we got to go make it. We got to go figure out how to do it. And so we've had a lot of great people on my team that we've grown quite a bit over the years that are here and love their work because it's challenging them to go and be, be excellent and to find solutions to problems that don't exist. Like Shopify is a great platform, but it's not designed for the company of our size. We've had to do a lot of funky things to it to make it work and do it. And it's working successfully, but we needed Perfect. great innovative people here that can do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. was a great time with you, Sean. Um, and as I heard again, automation is the key to success um, in Indycom. It's not only marketing that, of course, you need to do as a shop owner um, and 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 uh, getting your product presented the right way and have the supply chain managed. But automation is really something that helps you grow and makes things a lot easier. You can focus on a lot of other things. And as I heard it as well, for your plans in the next year to bring the low-hanging fruits, so um, the, the goods that are in your local stores online so that the people can pick it up, um, it's again something that you need to automate and, um, and again, the keys to success. So thank you very much. It was a great time. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate you uh, giving me the ring. And anytime, uh, I love having the conversation. You have yourself a, a great day, all right? Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.